This is episode 320 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we're going to open the conversation about gentle nutrition. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going Beyond the Food Show. I'm Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist and creator of the Going Beyond the Food Method. And after a 25-year dieting career that started at the age of 12, I decided to say hell no to diet culture and undiet my life. It is now my mission to help women undiet their life. If you're new to our podcast, be sure to grab our free podcast roadmap at stephaniedoze.com forward slash roadmap. Ready, sisters? Let's do this. Hello, sisters. How you doing? It's been a couple weeks now. But I got a story for you that I'm going to get us started on. And then we're going to talk about gentle nutrition because that story that I'm about to tell you actually generated my desire to talk about gentle nutrition. So let's get into the story. Some of you who follow me on social media, you know that I started to travel again. I am a digital nomad, which means that I travel the world while still working. So my business is built by design. I decided that six years ago. That's another podcast, perhaps. <laughs> but my business was intentionally designed so that I can work from anywhere in the world. And we all know that in the last two years, COVID happened. And I moved from being a digital nomad to being someone that stays at home for two years in a row. But in December 2021, I started to travel again and I just came back literally a couple of weeks ago from a travel portion that lasted almost five months. And when I travel, there's a community of people like me, digital nomad that work from different places in the world. And there's companies that cater to our needs of finding living spaces in different places in the world that have excellent internet and different other services that we need for people like us. And the company that I travel with is called Outsite. So if any of you want to know about that, please contact me on social media. I've got a link for them. You need to apply. They do some reference checking and security, and then you become a member and you use one of their 25 locations around the world and you do co-living, meaning that they have houses where typically there's four to five people living in it. And we rent a room and we have access to community spaces, kitchen, living room, outdoor facilities, and so forth. And so that get me to my story about food. So I spent the last five months in a co-living space, living with three other people. And we have one fridge, and so we share the fridge. The fridge is divided into four spaces, so each one of us has their space. And same thing with the pantry. So without me realizing this adventure over the last five months changed the way that I interact with food again. And so I've been on the journey of intuitive eating now for probably five years. And this is the last stage of intuitive eating. What happened in the last five months is truly like the end phase 
of intuitive eating where food became not a thing anymore in my life. It's like, I don't, it happened without me intentionally wanting it to happen, but it's like I put a bow, a big red bow on a Christmas gift. I've had different relationship to food my whole life. For the first 25, 30 years of my life, food meant gaining or losing weight. And then, so I moved away from that. And then that food then became for about five, six years. The five years of me intensely studying nutrition in school and then having a clinical practice on the ground in Toronto, food became the gateway to optimum health. And then intuitive eating came into my life and food became satisfaction because I really had to train myself both from a place of thinking, from a place of emotion, that food could be satisfaction to me. After decades of restriction, that's something that I literally had to relearn from the ground up. And as we teach in intuitive eating, the pendulum swung. So I went from not knowing that you it was okay to have satisfaction with food to like being hyper focused on satisfaction and then I stayed there for a few years and then food became freedom food became a way of expressing my liberation of diet culture and then recently over that last five months food became just food No emotion, no liberation, no satisfaction, just food. No goals whatsoever around food. Not health, not weight, not liberation, not freedom. Just food. Just eating. That's why I came up with this expression. I'm using it right now in the marketing of Undiet Your Life. I say, Confident eating, it's just eating, right? So I came home after that trip and that transition had happened without me realizing it because I was in this environment where I couldn't have a lot of food. So I couldn't make complicated recipes. I couldn't have an assortment of food in case I wanted something. I was living a food life like everybody else in the house. And I had a couple points during the trip where I realized like I'm eating like the rest of the people. Like eating is not a thing anymore. But it like it quickly that thought came in and evaded me. But I came home. This is where it gets interesting. I get I came home and I live in a two bedroom condo. Right? I downsized everything when I decided to build this business as part of achieving my dream, I had to do some financial choices and I moved and I downsized everything to get some equities to start my business and and so forth. So anyway, I live in a two bedroom condo. So it's, it's very limited in space. It's not tiny, but it's just not a lot of space. And I have a pantry, like a two door pantry, like normal people live in a two-bedroom house 
And I remember when I came in that night, I opened the pantry to see what I needed. And I was shocked to look at how much food I had. And these were food that obviously weren't perishable because I left for five months. And I look at them and it became overwhelming. And then I turn around, I'm like, should I open the fridge door or not? Remember, there's no perishable. I open the fridge door and it's the lineup of condiments, vinegars and like spices and nutritional yeast, like all the things, like half of the fridge is filled with condiment. And then the overwhelm just came all over me. I'm like, holy crap. I don't need that much food. Why do I have that much food? I spent five months living with a quarter section of a regular size fridge and a basket in a pantry. Why the hell do I have this much? And I just closed everything up and went to bed that night because I'm not, I didn't even have the energy to go to the grocery store that night. And then I kept thinking about it for about the next seven days. I'm like, why do I have so much? And then I realized that I had so much because food for all of my adult life was a thing. It was something that was filling, fulfilling a purpose, something to be fixed, something to get better at. It was never just food. So... Three days, four days, five days ago, Saturday morning, a week after I came back, I was doing dishes in the kitchen and I turn around and look at the pantry. I'm like, we're cleaning this up. Like, we don't need this. It doesn't make us feel good anymore. It's not making us feel like we're free at all. It's like it was weighing me down. So I started to clean the pantry. And oh my God, you guys. I had stuff in there that I had not used in years because there was food in there from my phase of food is health. Like I had all kinds of quote health food, wellness culture food, like cacao nibs. I've never liked cacao nibs. Never. I found it bitter. But in the days that I was keto that I couldn't eat sugar. That was the closest thing that I was, quote, allowed to have in the chocolate family, right? And then I had three different kinds of coconut, roasted coconut, like cooked coconut, shredded coconut. Why did I have that? And then I looked at the four things of coconut. I'm like, because that gave me the illusion of sweetness, when I wanted the phase of my life, sugar was a bad thing. And these were buried at the back of my cupboard. I don't know why. And I asked myself, why? And I realized in that moment, I was on my ladder in front of the pantry, looking at these three things of coconut. I'm like, at some point in my journey of intuitive eating, I had the thought, I'm not going to eat healthier. I'm going to eat better, which is a whole other podcast coming up. I'm going to eat better. So I 
will want that again. And that's why I kept the damn coconut. And then I turn around and I look an entire shelf of supplement. I don't take supplement anymore. <laughs> I don't. Like the one thing I took recently was a probiotic because of being in Latin America and different water. That's all I take. Yet I had like protein powder and glutamine and like, oh my God. I threw out, you ready? Eight white garbage bag of stuff that three quarters of it was expired and then a quarter of it was half consumed or a quarter consumed. I couldn't give it to anyone. Eight bags, half the pantry. My pantry now, I'm single, okay? So don't compare yourself to me. The pantry is like three shelves from six big shelves, three tiny shelves. And I feel liberated. I feel liberated not because of the food, because of the fact that food doesn't take so much space anymore in my life. So that's half the podcast. I just realized <laughs> we're 13 minutes in almost. And that was my story. And that, like, that Saturday morning, climbed up in that ladder in my pantry. I'm like, how many other women are there? How many other women are at that place? Or where I was a couple years ago, and they don't know what gentle nutrition is. They don't know how to take their journey to the end phase of intuitive eating. So while climbed up on my ladder in my pantry, I decided to create, while cleaning my cupboard, this is how I create things, people, create a coaching container. Six weeks, the Gentle Nutrition Accelerator. It's going to be an epic space if you're there at that place in your journey and you want to put the final bow on intuitive eating, that's the place you want to be. So if you've been lurking at intuitive eating and you haven't made a decision yet, this maybe is for you. So it's for strong women who are ready to just eat Quit the illusion of eating better and ready to take their body trusts to the next level and get coach. This is a coaching container. So you have to believe that interacting with another human like me that is a few steps ahead of you can be beneficial for you and that we together can help you figure out which part of your mind, your thinking, which emotion is holding you back from the next level in your journey on dieting your life. And it could be about food, it could be about body image because it's all tangled. That's what coaching is, right? It's about having somebody look within your space and say, well, look at this and look at this. So you can fast track your journey towards your goal. So if trusting your body to that level of confidence with food is your thing, you can come and join me. You have to join on Diet Your Life, and we start May 17th. Now, if you're listening to this in replay, 
I don't know where this project is going to lead us. It may be an ongoing thing within Undiet Your Life. It could be that you will have access to the recording. So if you're listening to this a year from now and you're like, oh my God, that's for me. And it's 2023. Just email us. Likely the recording of this six-week epic coaching container will still be within Undiet Your Life. And when you join on Diet Your Life, you'll have access to those six weeks of coaching, all the recordings and the stuff we go through. So don't think it's just for me. It could be available in the future. So I thought for the rest of the podcast, let's think about, for those of you who've never heard of gentle nutrition, let's start unpacking gentle nutrition. So first of all, gentle nutrition is a term created by Evelyn Triboli. Evelyn Triboli is with Ellis Roche, created the term, the concept of intuitive eating. Evelyn is my mentor when it comes to intuitive eating. She was my coach years ago. I've had her on the podcast twice. So if you're a fan of Evelyn, 186 and 278, and she's also been on my professional podcast. And she wrote in her book, her definition of gentle nutrition as intended within intuitive eating. So I'm going to read that to you. Gentle nutrition is making choices that honor your health and taste bud while making you feel well. Remember that you do not have to eat perfectly to be healthy. You will not suddenly get a nutrient deficiency or gain weight from one snack, one meal, or one day of eating. It's what you eat consistently over time that matter. Progress, not perfection, is what counts. So think of gentle nutrition as an ongoing process of learning and discovery. Contrary to what diet culture and wellness culture has told us, it's not a one-fit-all approach. Meaning that what gentle nutrition is for you, it's not going to be the same as what it is for me. And that's where many women get stuck into is they have changed the way they think about hunger and fullness and satisfaction. And then they, without knowing, just like I was, keep holding on to the thought that once they're gone through the process of intuitive eating, because by the way, intuitive eating is a process. It's not an endpoint. Intuitive eating is a process to heal your relationship to food after restriction right? It's a, first of all, it's a process that was created in, in research in the context of eating disorder. And then it's been taken out of the context of eating disorder and made accessible to the average person because they realized that the pattern that were accentuated in, in eating disorder were the exact same pattern that women who simply were dieting had. In the case of eating disorder, it's just to the next level, right? So, Intuitive eating is a process. It's not something you stay in for the rest of your life. You evolve through it. And the end point is gentle nutrition, right? It's But you have to change the way you think about what nutrition is in order for you to be able to approach it in this new way. Gentle nutrition is also the end point of reconnecting with your body, of trusting your body, right? 
you learn through the process of intuitive eating to trust your hunger, your fullness, your satisfaction. And now you have to take this and learn to trust your body when it comes to your health. And you need to change the definition of health. We'll get to that in just a minute. But just like the thin ideal is a fraud from that culture created to sell their product, guess what? The way that we're taught nutrition is meant to sell the product of wellness culture. It's not the true definition of health. So all of that needs to be cleaned up in our head as well. Let's get into learning or thinking about health differently. So health is not an end point. It's not a thing to reach that will protect you from all disease and allow you to live eternally. And I'm laughing as I'm saying that because for years, I believe that, right? If I finally get healthy enough, I'll be protected from all the thing that could happen to me. It's not even that health. But it's sold to, to us like this optimum health concept is sold to us just like the freaking 10 ideal, right? Diet culture tells us, well, when you're 10 enough, when you reach like this way of your body look like you'll be happy forever, right? You'll have everything you want in your life. Wellness culture comes around and say, when you reach optimum health, you'll never be sick again and you'll live eternally and you have a shitload of energy. Bullshit. Both of those things are not true. Health is a state of adaptation. Health is a process that the human body uses to adapt to its environment. Health is mental. It's emotional. It's physical and also spiritual. Health is not just a bunch of number on a chemistry lab. It's how you feel in your mind, how you feel in your emotion. Are you anxious and stressed and constricted? Or are you loose, flexible, and happy and jovial? That's health, right? Health is more than just physical. And it's a process we go through. We never reach a place and we never get sick again if we maintain a diet. That's not true. That health is supposed to go through ups and downs. Health is the mechanism that your body uses to survive whatever environment you're in. So that's the kind of the stuff that we need to relearn so that we can create a way of living with that, that gives us the happiness that we're looking for. But if we are functioning from a faulty definition of health or even nutrition, we never can get to this place of peace. And here's another thing that links health and gentle nutrition. Here's another piece of false information that we are given. We are told that food and exercise is the thing that creates our health. That's a lie. (laughs) That's another lie. It's not true. When we look at contributor to health, this is science, right? Things that contributes to one human's health. Food and exercise is only, get ready, 15%, one five 
The social determinant of health. Let's imagine that's 100%. Only 15% of what contributes to human health is food and exercise. I know, right? And yet here we are being told that if we eat, quote, healthy, we'll get healthy. No, (laughs) because there's 85% of what contributes to your health status that is not in your control, right? Think about genetics. Think about environment. Think about social circumstance. If you're born in a food desert, a place where all you have access to is food from the convenience store. And yes, there is a lot of people who live in that kind of environment that don't own a car to go and drive to Costco on the weekend and certainly don't have the financial means to buy their food at Costco. So that, the space, the mental space, the emotional space that people who live in that kind of very limited space financially, emotionally, mentally, availability, that impacts their health too, the stress that they have to carry all the time. Plus the fact that they don't have access to fresh food, right? These are just some of the things that I'm going to take the time to talk about on the podcast today, but I could do like two hours on telling you why There's so many other things that contribute to your health that are not even in your control. So spending all this time obsessing about getting nutrition right in order to get your health, what else are you not doing in your life? I know. Like that time that you spend researching, thinking about nutrition and hoping that through the process of intuitive eating, you're going to get to this place where you can go back and be obsessive about nutrition and get your nutrition right so you can be healthy and achieve optimum health and be protected. How much of your mental, emotional resources and your time resources is spent on that? What else are we not doing in our life? What dreams are we not working on? What things are we not allowing ourselves to do because we spend all our resources on this? That's the work inside of that last phase of intuitive eating is debunking all of these misunderstandings, straighten it all up, and then working on our thinking patterns around nutrition and health so that we can access that food is not a thing stage, right? Just eating, including our health and nutrition. That's what gentle nutrition is at the highest level. I'm going to do a couple more episodes on this in weeks to come about like food flexibility, the four pillar of gentle nutrition, trying to help you for those of you who are working on their relationship to food and body on your own, that you don't have a coach, you don't have a mentor, trying to give you some of the highlights that you can integrate in your life. And for those of you who joins us inside of the Gentle Nutrition Accelerator, that's part of the work we're going to do together. We're going to do some teaching on every session 
at the beginning to give you these new notions, these new definitions, and then we're going to coach at the end of every session, half of the session, to help you change your thought patterns around food and health so food can just become a thing. You may not have to throw out eight garbage bag out of your pantry like me. Remember, I was a professional in this field, but I want you to take eight garbage bag of thoughts out of your brain or of emotion that don't serve you and throw that out. That's the goal of the gentle nutrition accelerator. May not be (laughs) eight physical bag of stuff. It may be eight bags of thoughts and emotion that don't serve you. So you can go and use all these resources on chasing the life that you want. And that's the goal of undieting your life is to be a confident eater, a person who's confident in her body image, and that lives a confident life. With that in mind, I love you, sister, and I'll see you on the next episode. Beyond ready to shed diet culture from your life and become the expert at your own body? Awesome. Then you need to join on Diet Your Life program. Go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash join and join us now. On Diet Your Life is the first program of its kind with the unique combination of mindset, life coaching with intuitive eating and body image. Find your freedom, reclaim your power, and take control of your time so you can refocus on what really matter to you. Join Undiet Your Life at stephaniedoze.com forward slash join, and I'll see you on the other side.